Amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. Amen. Well, we're going to have a reading. Sue is going to read for us from Acts chapter 13, verse 1 through 4. I don't know if you've got the... You don't, so I'll give it to you. So as she comes forward, if you're willing and able, would you please stand for the reading of the Word of God? Can you hear me? Okay. This is Acts 13, 1 through 3, NLT. Barnabas and Saul are commissioned. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Anatosh of Syria were Barnabas, Simon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manon, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. Thank you. Lord God, we thank you for the, the wonder and the glory of the word of God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the missionary God, that you love this world, and you've sent your people into this broken world to bring hope and love and grace. We pray a blessing upon your word, and we thank you and pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Thank you, Sue. That passage is one of my uh, favorite passages in all of Scripture, and uh, there's all kinds of things to talk about it. But uh, I won't only want to share a couple of things because I want you to hear from uh, Jason and Lisa and Christina this morning. But uh, to prepare us, I want to remind us what was happening. We don't know how big that church was. We know where it was located, north of Israel. We know that uh, Saul and Barnabas were there. But at the same time, uh, at that time in their life, uh, Saul, who became Paul, had not been sent out into the world. So they were... They were members of that church. They were just like you and me, ordinary members of a church. But what I want to call our attention to is that the scripture teaches us that they were worshiping God. Uh, They were in the act of loving the Lord and receiving from the Lord the, the love that he had for them. And out of worship, that's when things began to happen. If you notice what Sue read to us, it said that the Holy Spirit said to the congregation, set them apart, set them aside so that I can send them out. Now, when you think of Saul who became Paul, you would think that God would have gone to him in a vision or a dream like he did when he, when he saved his soul, that he would have gone to him in a vision or a dream and said, I'm going to set you apart, I'm going to send you out in the world, you're going to be a great apostle, you're going to change the world, so on and so forth, but that's not what happened. They were members, ordinary members of a local church And as that local church worshipped and praised God, as they loved God, as they allowed God's love to permeate their hearts and their lives, the Spirit moved amongst them, and God called them out of the pews, out of the seats, and sent them into the world. And if you know the story of, of Paul and Barnabas, you know that they turned the world upside down. 
Now, what it tells me and teaches me is that as you and I leave our homes on Sunday mornings, we come together in the presence of God and we love Him and we allow His love to work inside of us in our hearts and in our lives. It is fertile soil. It is fertile ground for God to do remarkable and wonderful things through ordinary people like you and me. And that's what we witnessed over this, that, that past week, that God took three ordinary young people in our church, raised them up, and sent them to a foreign land. At the same time, as you worship God today, God is stirring in your heart in many different ways. Just like we talked about last week, you've got a mission field. When you leave here today, you'll be entering into that mission field. It may be your job, it may be your family, it may be your school, it may be any number of things, your apartment building, whatever it may be. But that is your mission field that God has called you to, an ordinary person that loves God and allows God's love to work in you. God is, the Spirit of God is going to work in you and He's going to call you and send you into a broken world because God loves this world. I'm all done talking because I want the others to come up and talk. So let me ask a quick blessing, and then they're going to join me, and they're going to share a little bit of what God did in their hearts and their lives. God, we thank you once again for your mercy and grace, your love. We thank you for what you're doing in this one church in two locations, that you are raising up ordinary people, wonderful people, to proclaim and live out the gospel, whether it's in Haiti or on Stevens Avenue or Congress Street or at USM, whatever it is, Lord, you are doing a remarkable work. And we thank you for that. Pray for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jason, Lisa, and Christina. Do you need that mic? Okay. Okay, great. Good morning. So I think we can start with maybe some introductions because there are some new faces. So my name's Christina. I'm 26. I'm from Portland, and I've been in this church for about, I'd say, two years or so. My friends, my brother and sister, Jason and Lisa, they can share a little bit um, about themselves to you, but I think that we'd, both, we'd all like to start by saying a huge thank you to all of you for your prayers, um, for our safety, and especially the, the donations, because you are all, um, you helped make it possible for us to travel to Haiti, and we greatly appreciate that. So before we start to share our pictures and some stories, I want to ask you all to kind of open your hearts, because I hope these pictures inspire you and hopefully spark something in your heart to deepen your relationship with God, because I promise you if you open your heart to God, God will open your eyes to the beauty that this whole entire world has to share with us. So I ask you to also do what Pastor was saying, was to step out of your comfort zone this week and maybe do something that you haven't done before. Maybe attend a men's huddle or a woman's Bible, Bible study. Um, so hopefully you find some inspiration here when we look at these photos. Awesome introduction. Um... Wow. All right. So, uh, yeah, Jason and Lisa, been here for a while, almost 30 for both of us. And uh, we're from Biddeford. We're the token out-of-staters, so, or out-of-towners, I guess. All right. So we'll start with the uh, first picture. So 
So I, uh, I wanted to share this picture because uh, at the compound that we are staying at, this was one of three within the uh, HOM or Haiti Outreach Mission. Uh, each compound had a medical clinic, a school, and a church. And uh, this church, uh, we're probably like three quarters of the way down taking this picture, seats a thousand people, if you can believe it. And every Sunday, they fill it with a thousand people. Uh, so much so that uh, their service starts at 6 a.m. And if you are not in the church, like, butt in seat by 545, they got to turn you away. Could you imagine that, turning people away from church because it's too full? I can't, but... Um, <clears throat> But what I, I wanted to share about this is that, um, you know, as Pastor mentioned, worshiping the Lord and really coming together with the Lord. Here's a community which uh, heavily, heavily relies on the Lord. Um, unfortunately, you know, we were unable to see their, their Sunday service because of our uh, travel delays and things like that. But uh, the three of us did have the privilege to see, well, the four of us had the privilege to see one of their just praise and prayer services, one of their minor services during the week on Thursday. And I'd say there were like 500 people there uh, on a Thursday night, you know, just uh, praying, singing praises to the Lord. Uh, so it was a little eye-opening for, for me personally because, you know, here in the Northeast, we got to confine our church service to an hour, and you got to make sure the coffee's hot at the end of service. And they didn't care about any of that. They just wanted Jesus, you know. Um, so, and, and the one thing that uh, Christine had pointed out kind of after the the service was, I think there was a lady that was praying in front of you, right? And the faces on these, these uh, Haitians when they're praying, it can only be described as fervent prayer. You know, the Bible says that when Jesus prayed to the Father or when any of the apostles prayed, they prayed fervently. Um, and it, it, it showed on the faces like they're actually in the presence of God the Father while talking to him, which I found pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, all in all, I mean, this, this church is full every Sunday, and I was, it, it was just mind-boggling. People are loving the Lord. So we can uh, we'll go to the next one here. So this, uh, oh man, the, the, kids, the kids were just a highlight, I think, for everyone. But uh, this particular picture was taken at, uh, at one of the sister compounds called Repatriate, which was actually started uh, as a result of uh, Haitian... Haitian individuals were immigrating to the Dominican Republic, and then the Dominican Republic pretty much said, we don't want you in our country anymore, and sent them back to Haiti. So the government, uh, for a lot of those expats, uh, set up plots of land for them. And this particular family uh, decided, well, you know, we're, the, the Lord's providing this land for us, so we're going to give it back to the Lord. And they, uh, they built a compound on here. So I uh, also had a church. They were building a clinic, and then the school uh, and these are the kids uh, hamming it up. You can see the guy in the, the middle there is uh, voguing pretty hard. And, uh, man, all the, all the kids were just so happy down there. They were happy to see us. Uh, you know, we didn't really speak uh, French Creole. You know, I spoke un peu Francais, and it didn't do me any good in Haiti. Uh, <laughs> and they didn't really speak any English. But, you know, we, we could communicate uh, because we, we had the love of Christ and we had the spirit of Christ dwelling in us. And they were just so happy to see us. They know why we're there and, uh, you know, giving us high fives, thumbs up, waving, you know, bonsoir, they'd say. Um, and uh, what's really neat about the school system is that uh, it, it truly starts you at a very young age. They start school at three. 
and, uh, and they go all the way up to, we saw a seventh grade class at a high school, which is separate from these compound schools, uh, and then they're going to add a grade every, every year, so the seventh graders will become eighth graders, and the year after ninth graders, and so on. Um, but man, these kids were just ecstatic to, to be at school, to learn, to see us, and uh, it was just a joy. It, it, was, uh, it was a true, true blessing. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll pass it over to Lisa now. So this is the picture that I chose, and this struck me because this is all, these are all the donations that you all um, came by during the week last minute um, before we left. And again, thank you for all of your support and prayers. Um, so this struck me because with Haiti, um, they're entirely dependent on missionaries coming in, even giving basic necessities. Um, they, even the wealthiest nations, or the, the wealthiest Haitians can't, afford a lot of these basic materials because if, if you were to order something and have it shipped to Haiti, it costs, the import tax pretty much costs as much as the product that they're buying. So they're really dependent on missionaries coming in, acting as the hands and feet in God, of God to show love, to show compassion, and to give them the basic necessities. And they're just so happy to see us, and they see, they're just so filled with Jesus, and they're, they're not, there wasn't a sense of disdain that they're, in one of the poorest nations in the world. They were just so happy, and they felt blessed um, by us being there. We felt blessed by being there. And I even asked one of our drivers, um, you know, well, how many nationalities do you really see coming through here? And he said, you know, after the earthquake, there was all sorts of people giving aid. But once the shock dwindled away, it's pretty much about 90% American Christians coming through with, during their own time and own free will to give their support. And that's why I want to show this picture. And um, it's kind of cool. You guys kind of came to Haiti with us just a little bit. <laughs> okay, so I kind of broke the rules here a little bit because I think we are supposed to choose one photo. But I have like five in here because how can you... We had over 200 photos and they were all beautiful. So it was really hard to kind of narrow it down. But this would probably be the thing that I look forward to every morning so we'd rise about 6 a.m., and I think I may have briefly talked about this last Sunday, but this is the picture to describe it. We'd wake up at 6 a.m., and you'd go on the balcony, and all of these parents are bringing their children in. And I mean, there are over 500 little kids just running into this school. But the best part, and I think the most beautiful part, were these parents would bring in their children with these bags, and in these bags there'd be breakfast, and the parent would be feeding themselves, but also feeding the kid, and that could have been their only meal for the day, and they were both sharing it. And then also the parent would clean up the kid, make them look perfect, straighten their uniform, make them look just so, because they were so proud that their child got to go to this school and this compound. And I mean, these children, all the teachers told us, these children are the future of Haiti, and their education is so important. And there was a statistic that they shared with us that I think 53% of the parents bringing in these children can't write or sign their own name. So, I mean, these children are not only coming home and sharing Christ with their parents, but they're teaching them what they're learning in school. And so this is, this is such a huge indication of how important our sponsorships are for these children, you know, to continue their education. And they, they are the future. And so all the love we give and donations are important and they are being used um, 
to the best of their ability. Next slide, please. Okay, so Dawn was speaking about last Sunday how there's order in the middle, there's chaos on the outside. If this gives you any indication, these were the streets that we'd walk on every day. And to me, this looks like chaos. I mean, different animals running around, different people running around. There's marketplace, there's homes, people going to school. And this is, I mean, 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night, this is what's going on. And what Dawn was saying is that there's chaos in the streets, but on these compounds, there's order. There's Christ, there's God, there's discipline. And, I mean, I think this just showed, this is, I mean, this is their culture, but it's amazing because when we'd walk through the streets, I didn't find myself looking at the houses or the condition of the streets. I was looking at the people and how proud they were of what they do have and their love, their love for God. And it just makes you appreciate what we have here so much, I mean, so much more. And it's not what we have. It's, and I think I shared this last week, but Americans, I really believe that we're rich in possessions, but Haitians are rich in Christ. And that is what is so important. And I hope through these photos you can see that. Okay, so... I mean, probably one of my favorite photos. You can probably see why all of the love in these, in these children's faces. And, I mean, the kiss is probably the best part, but I love that the little girl who's just looking back in her eyes. And, I mean, the moment that we saw any of these kids, they would just pour out their love for us. And like Jason and Lisa mentioned, we didn't share the language, but what we did share and what connected us was our love for God. And that's, I mean, that sealed the bond, you know, like that gave us this ability to get close to them and for them to get close to us. And um, one morning we had the chance to walk all of the girls from an orphanage through town and into the compound and they just grab onto your hand and they were pulling us like they wanted, they wanted to bring us to school, which was so awesome. So, I mean, they're all just so precious and picture says it all. Okay, this next picture um, I love this one because I had just met this teacher. I had the opportunity to teach a couple English classes on the Repatriate Compound, and this was a kindergarten teacher, and she just met me in this photo, but she just had so much love, and she was so open, and she just, they, I, I mean, I just can't describe it. You can just see it's all over their face, you know, like if you love God and they love God, you just have this connection that's like no other. Just an example of the many miracles that are being taken place every day in Haiti by God's, by God's love. So one of, the, uh, one of the more powerful moments of our mission trip is we, uh, we, we had the, the orphanage where we walked the girls to school, but we checked out a different orphanage on the day where they took the whole team there. And it was uh, an orphanage specifically for children with learning disabilities. Um, and it, it, was a, it was bittersweet because it was wonderful being there, but the story behind it was pretty heartbreaking. You know, the parents would just find out their kid had some disability, just drop him on the steps and leave him there. Um, and I guess at first, you know, it was a little unsettling to be there because you know the background and everything like that. But, uh, you know, love is the same in every language, and these kids were no different. You know, they just, they loved us. I pretty much had this little boy, like, yay, hi, attached to my hip the whole time, wanted me to pick him up, play with him, push him on the swing. Uh, I think we all had a kid like that. Lisa's had one that was just like, just like a monkey, just like climbing from person to person, just wanting love, and uh, Christina got her hair expertly braided by one of the cosmetologists on staff there. It, it was awesome, and... Um, 
You know, we, uh, we did devotionals after every workday where we would have to, uh, you know, pick something from the Bible and really kind of put each individual on the spot. And one of the things that I talked about, you know, if you, if you want to grow in the Lord, if you want to grow in Christ, I strongly suggest you think of missions because how I grew is, and I'll be completely candid, you know, a lot of times I do things for the church or things in my faith because I feel like it's what God wants from me, you know, and they say that everything you need to do needs to be in love, right? You know, we can, we can preach the gospel as eloquently as we want to, uh, we can do miracles, but if we don't do it in love, it's meaningless. Uh, and that's really how I grew on this trip was just seeing love constantly at every corner, from every child, from every uh, person on the street that, you know, waved to us and just wanted to say hi, you know, in any way they could. Um, so I, I can truly say that I, I started the mission doing things out of my call as a Christian, but I ended the mission by doing things uh, in the love of Jesus Christ. So, I want to say one more thing, and I would love for everyone to stand to give Pastor Don a round of applause because he's, he made this all possible, and he was such a great caregiver to all of us throughout the trip, and he definitely kept it interesting the entire time. So if we could all please give him a round of applause. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, let's pray. Lord God, thank you for what we've just heard and what we've just witnessed. And once again, God, it's a testimony to your love and grace. And we just, we just love you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunities that you give to us. And Lord God, we're so, we're so grateful for and proud of these three young people and what, you've, uh, what you're doing in their lives. And uh, we look forward to the, the great things that you'll continue to do. But everybody here, Lord, everybody here, is under your grace and mercy, and we all have the potential to, to touch the hearts and lives of people around us. So thank you, Lord, for your love and peace and grace working fruitfully in our lives. We pray for this and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you'd remain standing, the worship band's going to come